The Michigan Wolverines and their head coach, Jim Harbaugh, have given in to the Big Ten, and they have accepted Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti's three-game suspension of Jim Harbaugh, where he is barred from game venues and coaching on the sidelines during college football Saturdays. This is being reported by Heather Dinich, ESPN senior writer, and I will link this article down below in the description and also below my pinned comment in the comment section. I could have reacted to this quicker, but I wanted to add some of my own thoughts, analysis, and seasoning to this news. Harbaugh won't be able to coach on the sidelines against Maryland this Saturday on the road or against rival Ohio State at home in Ann Arbor. However, as was the case with his original suspension, Jim Harbaugh will be able to game plan and he will be able to coach the team on every other day of the week. So he's still the head coach of Michigan for six out of seven days during the week. He's just not the head coach and CEO of the team on Saturdays when they are playing Big Ten competition. And if Michigan wins their next two games and goes to the Big Ten championship game, Jim Harbaugh will be coaching the team in Indianapolis. And whether it's their bowl game or college football playoff game, he'll be coaching in the postseason. Make sure to subscribe to this channel and click the notification bell so that you can get notified when I make more content about Michigan football, Michigan's cheating scandal, their on-game success or failure or in-game success, pardon me, and also for when I make more videos about Big Ten football because there is a Big Ten and specifically Ohio State twist to this that I want to dive into in a few minutes and also talk about my thoughts on how this affects the team. But before that, I want to finish reading parts of this article, see if there's anything additional that is important, and then we will move on with our day, and I will talk about the angle that I see this as it relates to Michigan's game against Maryland and Ohio State, but especially as it relates to the game and how this might motivate Michigan or maybe get into their head. According to the statement, the Big Ten agreed to close its investigation, which means there won't be a hearing Friday morning as was planned at the Washtenaw County Courthouse. The case has been formally dismissed in Washtenaw County Court. Quote, this morning, the university, Coach Harbaugh, and the Big Ten resolved their pending litigation, the university statement read. The conference agreed to close its investigation, and the university and Coach Harbaugh agreed to accept the three-game suspension. Coach Harbaugh, with the university's support, decided to accept this sanction to return the focus to our student-athletes and their performance on the field. The conference has confirmed that it is not aware of any information suggesting Coach Harbaugh's involvement with the allegations. The university continues to cooperate fully with the NCAA investigation. The Big Ten also released a statement Thursday saying that Michigan withdrew its, quote, legal challenge. Attorneys representing Michigan and Harbaugh had initially filed a motion asking for a temporary restraining order, along with a breach of contract compliant. The hearing Friday morning was scheduled so Michigan attorneys could try and argue before a judge their reason to have Harbaugh reinstated. The Big Ten statement said, quote, the commissioner's duty to protect the integrity of the competition will never waver. Also, quote, today's decision by the University of Michigan to withdraw its legal challenge against the conference's November 10th Notice of disciplinary action is indicative of the high standards and values that the conference and the university seek to uphold, the Big Ten statement read. 
The University of Michigan is a valued member of the Big Ten Conference, and the conference will continue to work cooperatively with the university and the NCAA during this process. And then the rest of this article is detailing the allegations and the suspension against Penn State, where Michigan wound up winning anyway, beating the Nittany Lions 24-15, to rushing for 227 yards, and Sharon Moore earning a top-10 win and his second win in the position of head coach as he was head coach for the Wolverines during their game against the Bowling Green Falcons, who are now bowl eligible, along with UNLV. It turns out that whether it's Bowling Green or UNLV, some of Michigan's non-conference opponents might have been tougher than Indiana or Michigan State or some of the lower-level Big Ten teams. It's kind of funny. just goes to show how bad that the Big Ten is outside of Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan, that even Michigan's seemingly easy non-conference schedule is tougher than some Big Ten matchups between Michigan and, let's say, Indiana, Michigan State. But maybe that's reaching, and I want to get back to this topic. I just find that interesting. But I look at Michigan and their response, them pulling back a little bit, no longer going full-on aggression, full-on attack mode, tells me that I think what the Big Ten has said regarding Jim Harbaugh not necessarily knowing or them not having any evidence that he knew is true, but paired with that is likely, from what I've heard, evidence that members on the staff have been found guilty in the sense that they either participated with Stallions or they knew what he was doing. So I think that Michigan, now that there's definitive guilt within members of the coaching staff, has decided to lay off and say, you know what? There is more dirt to this than perhaps we wanted to believe. So we're just going to let this cool off. We're going to take the punishment for what it is, and we'll see how the rest of the regular season goes. That's my takeaway. If you disagree with that, or you have other thoughts, I encourage you to comment your thoughts down below. That's what I love about the college football community and the Big Ten football community, is we can have nuanced conversations about a variety of topics, whether on the field or off the field. And before I move any further, make sure to like the video and subscribe if you haven't already. Second and last reminder, and check out my Patreon page or my merchandise store via the link in my pinned comment, or the links in my pinned comment, rather, if you want to support the channel. Moving on, I want to give an Ohio State angle to this. What does this mean for the Buckeyes? I think what it means for the Buckeyes is you want advantages if you're Ohio State. Ann Arbor's a tough place to play in. Michigan has not lost a home game since the COVID season. If you only count home games like me as games where your stadiums are full, Michigan has not lost since Ohio State came to Ann Arbor in 2019. It has been that long. Streaks die at some point. However, Michigan objectively has looked like the better team throughout most of the 10 games that Michigan and Ohio State have played. Michigan has just looks like the more complete team. They look like they have the better defense. They certainly have the better trench play. They even look like they have the better quarterback and better running back room. Ohio State has an advantage at wide receiver, maybe an advantage at defensive back, maybe higher upside defensive tackles. Maybe they do have the best running back. 
out of Blake Corum and Travion Henderson and Chip Trainum and Donovan Edwards. Maybe they have the best tight end in Cade Stover. But Ohio State doesn't look like the same team depth-wise, coaching-wise, and fundamentals-wise, and trench warfare-wise, that Michigan is. Michigan looks like they still hold some kind of matchup advantage over the Buckeyes, except now they're the deeper team. And in some instances, they look like the more athletic NFL-type team, which is asinine to say the least, but it speaks to how important Michigan's returning production was. They brought back nearly all of their starters from last season. They've gotten better at every position, I would argue, except for offensive tackle and center, but they've gotten better and running back, I think. I don't think there's been the same performance at running back from Donovan Edwards, but that's one running back, one center, two offensive tackles. Everyone else has improved compared to last season, and Michigan gets the game at home. Well, if you're Ohio State, at this point, you're taking every advantage you can get, and this isn't an unfair advantage. Maybe Jim Harbaugh is worth a field goal, or in a big game like this, maybe he's worth a touchdown. Michigan right now is close to being a touchdown favorite, at least before this news dropped. And with home field advantage, with how good they looked against Penn State, how impressive and efficient they looked all season, this isn't enough, I would say, to where there's even a point in bringing this up for conversation of, well, if Jim Harbaugh was on the sidelines, Michigan beats Ohio State. Maybe that's the case if Ohio State wins. I'm telling you right now as a Michigan fan, that should not be an excuse that is uttered under any circumstances outside of maybe hypothetical. That's it. The results of the game will stand for themselves, like they did last year, the year before that, in 2019 and 18, when you guys, the Buckeyes, destroyed my team and I was infuriated. The results stand for themselves. If you're Ohio State, you want to take advantage of this. Ryan Day is a more experienced game manager, more experienced head coach, facts, compared to Sharon Moore, even though I trust Sharon Moore. However, if you're Ohio State, you can't get giddy either. You can't get excited, too excited. You can't become overconfident because Sharon Moore, I think, knows what he's doing. I think he's a future head coach. I think that after this season, unless there's taint to his name involving the sign-stealing scandal, I think he's going to get hired as head coach. I think that he is a future star in the college football world. If Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan after this season, I want Sharon Moore to be the head coach, and we'll explore more of that when I talk about Michigan in a few seconds. But Ohio State fans and Ohio State players, and I think this isn't the case, especially with players and the coaches, I think they know this is going to be a close game. Same with the other side, the Michigan side. You can't get too excited and say, everything's lining up for us to win. That can't be the mindset. If that's the mindset, Michigan is going to pop Ohio State in a million places and dislocate their, dislocate their skeletal structure. That's what will happen. Same thing with Michigan and Ohio State last season. If Michigan went into that game all overconfident, all high on emotion, and high on thin air, with the way Ohio State started last season, that game could have gotten ugly, if not for J.J. McCarthy and Cornelius Johnson exploiting those zero-blitz coverage schemes, and if not for C.J. Stroud and Cade Stover and his receivers having somewhat of an off day. 
that day, Ohio State had their own emotional issues. Dropped passes from Marvin Harrison Jr. as first of the season, several drops from Cade Stover, and some inaccurate balls from Stroud. Everything plays to one team's advantage or the other team's advantage. That's the game of football. There can't be excuses surrounding surrounding this game. There can't be. This game should be banned from having any excuses with it. And for Ohio State, what this also means is, yes, would it be humiliating if Ryan Day lost to an interim head coach? Yeah. But Jim Harbaugh is still the coach for six out of seven days during the week. Sharon Moore's a competent game manager. And right now, Michigan looks like they have the better team. Whether Jim Harbaugh or Sharon Moore is on the sidelines, to me, it's more different than the same. It really is. So for Ryan Day, having Sharon Moore on the sidelines doesn't diminish an Ohio State victory. And it doesn't diminish Ryan Day if he loses a third game to Michigan. That alone will create topic for conversation. I just want to temper expectations here. The game is going to be a battle. I hope neither Ohio State or Michigan lose this Saturday. If you're the Buckeyes, if you're their players, take this for what it is. Be just as motivated to go into Ann Arbor and win. Don't think that because Jim Harbaugh isn't there that Ohio State all of a sudden has this phenomenal advantage. They don't. That might be the case if Jim Harbaugh was banned from coaching, period, and he was fired and he couldn't game plan during the week. But he creates the game plan. He's still coaching. He's still analyzing. He's still studying. He is still there with his players, motivating them. And Michigan, to segue into talking about the Wolverines, they're going to be galvanized by this. What does this mean for Michigan? As I said earlier, I think this means that the NCAA or the Big Ten, likely the latter, has collected enough evidence to force Michigan into admitting guilt involving cheating. And by admitting, I don't mean directly, like releasing a statement saying, we cheated, it sucks, we're going to move on. But more so them backing down, maybe I'm interpreting this wrong, but them backing down, I feel like, is somewhat of an admission of this is either worse than we wanted to believe, it's worse than we believed in actuality, even though I have a hard time believing that Santa Ono and Jim Harbaugh totally were not blindsided by this, but thought that everyone except Stallions was innocent. I think it goes a little deeper than that. But Michigan now, they're focusing on their players, on the games, and I'm okay with that. In fact, as a Michigan fan, I'm elated with that. I, I'm not happy with what happened with Connor Stallions and the illegal sign stealing and attending Michigan State's game against Central Michigan. I don't like that. I want there to be integrity. I want this to be fair. And maybe that's tainted this season. It was tainted last season. But Michigan no longer has Stallions on the sidelines. Harbaugh suspended. If you're Michigan, just you did something wrong. Take the punishment. Again, circling back. Your team's better than Ohio State right now. Your team without a head coach went on the road against Penn State and looked better than Ohio State with their head coach in their house. Doesn't guarantee a Michigan victory. Ohio State still very realistically could be the better team than Michigan. I'm just saying from an analytics point of view in the eye test, you look like the best team in the Big Ten. And depending on the result of the game, either you'll be the second best in the Big Ten 
or you could be first place, or you could be first place and it's not remotely close and you hammer the, the Buckeyes again. Michigan's on-field performance, I don't think will be affected potentially at all, or it won't be affected much. It will not be severely impacted by Jim Harbaugh's suspension because, again, he's planning during the week, he's coaching his players, and him being off the sidelines might be offset by the players being galvanized by his suspension because the players, right, rightfully or wrongly, are going to look at this as someone targeting their head coach. And whether it's Blake Corum, whether it's even Sharon Moore, now interim head coach, Donovan Edwards, J.J. McCarthy, they're going to be motivated to prove that we love our head coach and Jim Harbaugh, we want him to be here. And on another note, they're going to want to prove that without Stallions and without Harbaugh, they're still the best team in the country. And that inside what now isn't as great of home field advantage noise-wise as Death Valley in LSU or Beaver Stadium at Penn State. Michigan Stadium, the big house, is still a hornet's nest in big games. Again, no one has beaten a a full big house or they've won in a full big house against Michigan since Ohio State's team in 2019. And that was one of the best teams in the history of college football that never won a national championship. And honestly, penalties or otherwise, should have beaten Clemson in the Fiesta Bowl. I trust Sharon Moore to manage the Wolverines' next two games against Maryland and Ohio State. I hope many Michigan fans feel the same way. If you're a Michigan fan and you're mad about the suspension, don't be. If Ohio State beats Michigan in Ann Arbor, I guarantee you they would have done close to the same if Jim Harbaugh was on the sidelines because he's game planning during the week. Michigan is that good of a team. We know that Ohio State, even with some of their inconsistencies on offense, a lot of those have been offset by wonders that Jim Knowles has worked on the defensive side of the football. I'm so excited for these next two games and for Michigan. From the standpoint of a Michigan fan, just win out. Go 15-0, win the national championship, and deal with the NCAA investigation after this season and get it done the right way and learn from your mistake. Seriously. Thank you all for watching this video. Remember to check out my Patreon page via the link in the description if you want to support the channel and gain some extra content. Thank you to Crash2488, Anthony McDowell, and Justin Rogg for being Heisman Patreon members. Thanks to Spencer Bringhurst, Noity DLC, and SFS Inverted for being All-American Patreon members. And thanks to Will Loftus, Gabriel Callender, Roaming Gnome, Matthew Sale, Chris Lane, Austin Christmas, and Zubin Zah for being all-conference patrons. Have a phenomenal day, guys, and there will likely be more content today, even though I know this is my third video of Thursday. Have a great day, y'all. I love you. See you around. Bye-bye.